0: Who's the most terrible of them all? It's Hollywood Leon. Hello, Terrible Kids, and welcome to Everyone is Terrible. I'm your host, Hollywood Leon. It's my favorite day of the week. Valentine's Day weekend is right around the corner, and it sounds painful. And since love is pain, I got some heartbreak for you guys. It's a crazy show, but joining me today, Mr. Grant Rutter from It's Grants Rants Hollywood Talk. Hi, I'm doing terrible. How are you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate it. You know, I had to make myself a big cocktail with dinner and it was not the only thing worth getting out of bed for.
0: I want to start off with a little bit of heartbreak, like I said, because love is pain. So we got some RIPs to announce. Some, just some people that we want to announce that have departed us physically, but mm. they'll never be forgotten. One is Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell has passed. Screech. Rest in peace. Cloris Leachman, who is like one of my personal favorites, amazing comedian and actress.
1: I do remember Cloris being quite wacky towards the end. And, you know, it was entertaining.
0: Oh my God. Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? She was on Watch What Happens Live and she shared a three-way kiss with Andy and Jeff.
1: Jeff Lewis, by the way, who I have a whole new renewed, like, respect for and interest in. Uh, His recent Watch What Happens Live appearance was like such a breath of fresh air, the only one telling the truth.
0: Oh my God. I'm so glad that you brought him up. He could be our first terribly delicious person that I like. I like to, since I name a bunch of terrible people, I like to do one person that I say, you are terribly delicious. And that's going to be Jeff Lewis. Grant brought up an amazing point. He was on Watch It Up in his Live. I have a little clip of it. No, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a fan of, of Bronwyn. I think she's uh, incredibly unlikable. I think that there's all, I mean, there was like one storyline after another. And those women hate her. Are, but, she, but, but then again, so does
1: her husband. Here's the thing: these these people, like on Watch What Happens Live and all these like Bravo podcasts, they are so concerned with towing the line and and celebrating these shows. Just say the effing truth. Bronwyn looks ridiculous this season. She's throwing everything out but the kitchen sink to try to be relevant. And I know there are other things. Like, yes, I, I believe. I believe. You know, whatever. But I mean, you know, it's. Her I don't truth. know if I
0: believe. So good for I you. I don't
1: know. I mean, it's just there's just it's a, a lot, lot going on, and it's... It's like, there's just a lot going on, so.
0: Well, usually we save the Bravo for the Bravo breakdown, but we had to get into it because Jeff Lewis is a terribly delicious person. I like him. I do like him. I've always liked Jeff. I know he's- I didn't. A little bit, yeah, like he's hard to like sometimes, but he always tells the truth and eventually, like he ends up always kind of being right in the end anyway, so- um, you might as well just surrender to the cockiness yeah. and the and the craziness of Jeff Lewis. Tell the so,
1: truth and shame the devil. Yeah,
0: Absolutely. So we'll get into the Bravo breakdown a little bit later, but um, I just want to just start off with the framing of Britney Spears. It's the Hulu documentary that I want to talk about a little bit. This was so intense and a long time coming. You know, in the beginning, when you see those kids picketing in front of West Hollywood about Britney Spears well grant was there so grant let's start off with the beginning of this i liked how they had felicia on it was just like at least i felt a little bit safe you know but i because i know she loves britney she's a lot of terrible people but she was actually like a safe person i felt good to see her
1: yeah i do believe that she's innocent in all of this and just you know just trying to do like like truly like a good-hearted person and it was very necessary to have Felicia in this because I think that she was kind of the mouthpiece for Lynn and I'm always kind of squinting at Lynn because I'm like this is your daughter you I think I said on my podcast she should have been involved in this she should have represented the family that way they wouldn't meaning the New York Times and the producer have to knock on everyone's door knowing like bothering Jamie Lynn bothering Brittany bothering people the mother should have said I'll represent the family. So I think in a way that that was Felicia and unfortunately Felicia had to take that cross and Barrett for this. But I love seeing her. I believe that she truly is one of the only real people in all of this who just really is not looking for anything. And um, it legitimized a lot of the documentary for me by having that voice there. And I think she was very careful in the words that she used. Very little discussion about the conservatorship. She said herself she was there to be able to show people the talent that Britney had. I appreciated it. I
0: firmly believe that they kept everything from her. Why would they tell her stuff? You know
1: what I mean? She was an accessory after the conservatorship came out in my opinion yeah but yeah i mean they they don't think jamie is gonna value her exactly She's, he's gonna be like sure you can like walk the fans around backstage in vegas like you know what i mean like that it's unfortunate because i think that felicia has a lot more to offer
0: absolutely she was there from the beginning she was there from the beginning and it was actually beautiful to see that kind of side and yeah and you know she said it herself i did it so we could remember why we love britney and girl we did they did such a good job.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good that's a good spirit right there. God bless her. I mean, the stuff that imagine the stuff that she isn't saying. She knows. She knows, you know, and she still protected these monsters
0: throughout all of this. I have thought as well, like, where is Britney's mom? This
1: woman is living in a house that her daughter built her, and the daughter can't go to an ATM and take out twenty bucks. Show
0: up. Yeah, it's so sad. Like I said, I didn't know a lot and I'm starting to learn more, just like everybody else with this documentary. It's eye opening for some of us. We've known about the truth for a long time.
1: I've been following this very closely for the last two and a half years, and I, I just I was just hoping that you know all you can do is apply public pressure, and it's happening. So we'll see.
0: Your thoughts on Brittany saying about a year ago that she's working on something called Project Flower. And then now the documentary, there's a lot of flowers in the background. And these these are just little things that people pull out, just like the podcasters that dissect Britney's Instagram and everything.
1: Part of me wants to believe it. I would love to be able to say, like, yes, Britney got her voice out there somehow. But the only way I see this happening is um, she has to get, like, a cell phone smuggled in. And I have listened to the director quite a bit uh, in different interviews. Kate Casey did a great chat with her on a great interview and she was saying like she just wanted to hear from Brittany in so many words and she felt like that would give like the blessing for the piece and she felt like to would be more, more responsible so I it just didn't sound like they were in contact to me and I wish that that was not the case I would I hope I, I, my hoping on hope is that brittany feels good tonight knowing that a little message that she wanted from the inside has gotten out to the outside world but i i just don't know if i believe it but it, there's yeah. a lot of flowers and then the rose at the and, end that yeah, last scene exactly
0: the rose at the end and she's in the bathtub and and it could kind of be alluded to the whole thing like nothing is what you think it is because she's like look it's just soap it's not really a flower yep yeah. yeah. And Here's it is about
1: Britney. Like, I don't believe Britney's an idiot. And I look oh, at her Instagram and there so are messages. Yes. And like if you think about it, that is her only way to the world. So she can sit and think of things. I mean, you know, it's it's almost like like thinking about a good, you know, throwing shade at somebody, but like she can find secret ways to get these messages out. And, you know, at first I was a little like, I don't know. Even up until this documentary, I'm like, I don't know if she's really making these messages, but I it might be the case. I think know? it might I, I be the case too. Real. I,
0: I, wanted, I want to go back to Lynn. I actually have her book right here with me. It's called Through the Storm. And obviously it's not going to be a reading session, but I do want to read two inserts from it. Just Please. crazy things that I just found out at the beginning. One thing that's personal about Lynn, um, I'll just read this little chapter to you guys. This is from Lynn's book in the chapter called Close Call. I was 21 and pregnant with Brian. A piece of tractor equipment fell on my brother, Sonny, and I drove him to the emergency room as he was bleeding and moaning in pain. The roads were slick with rain, and as I was rounding the curve, an oncoming car was coming in the left lane. In a split second, I could see two young boys riding their bikes on the road. In that flash of time, I had a sick sensation that I would hit one of them, that it would be impossible not to, as I knew my car would not stop no matter how hard I slammed on the brakes." One boy managed to get his bike out of the way, but his friend, a 12 year old boy whose house was on the right, whose house was right by the scene of the accident, was hit. I got out of the car. He was covered in blood and I knelt down beside him. The paramedics got there. They took him to the hospital, and Sonny and I continued on the way to the ER, numb with shock and horror. We must have gotten to the ER with Sonny around the same time as the boy's mother, who learned that her son was dead. I can still hear her blood-curdling screams. They will haunt me for the rest of my life. God's providence permitted that boy's mother to lose her son while I was allowed to keep mine, watching him grow into manhood. Why? I wish I knew. All I know is I'm so grateful Brian didn't die during his first week of life when it seemed likely that his tiny lungs would not triumph over the ter- terrifying infection raging in them. And then she goes in into wow. Brian again. It's just like she casually skims over this detail that she killed someone, that she killed a 12-year-old boy. It's very, very bizarre.
1: That's odd. Like, nobody... cut. Like, she literally... And talk about, like, that's so odd to be at the hospital at the same time. And, like, she was... No one ever spoke to her about this?
0: And no one ever... And no one ever reached out to her family from the Britney Spears camp because I Googled it right before doing the podcast. And there were articles about it. And it said that Lynn never... Spoke to the family, wow. which was crazy in itself. The other chapter oh, I knows. want to read it's is
1: such tragedy, like and on all for all parties.
0: I know it. I, I really don't even know what to think about it. It, well, I to me, I, I grew up with a very superstitious Latin grandmother, so to me, like it's all part of the there's a price for everything kind of thing. So it kind of freaks me out, to be honest with you. But there was lots of terrible people in the documentary that I want to talk about. But one of the people that we really didn't get that much of who plays such a huge part in all of this is Sam Lufty. I got to the house. Sam was nowhere to be found. Something I thought was very odd at the time in a flash of panic. I knew who was really behind this. Brittany, get out of here. I shouted to her. Sam wants you to be committed again. He says there are people coming to get you. Sam showed up and then looked at me like I lost my mind. Poor Brittany didn't know who to believe. Come with me right now. I begged before we could act. There was a pound knock on the door. Within seconds, at least 20 police officers stormed into the house. One of them announced that they were here to apprehend Brittany and take her to the UCLA Medical Center on another 5150 hold. On what grounds are you taking my daughter? I said firmly as I could, though I was trembling. We have our orders, the officer practically barked at me. I was afraid to move a muscle. Why are all these huge guys here to take my 121-pound daughter? Brittany in no way resisted. She was polite and even subdued as they strapped her into a gurney why do you have her strapped down like that i demanded she's not resisting one of the cops glared at me and said we'll restrain you if you cause any problems just sit there and be quiet mama mama she started crying for me i was in agony i'm here baby i'm here i said tears streaming down my face please let me ride with her but they wouldn't budge. You put her in here to Sam. He had a look on his face like the cat who got the cream. You're the one who always causes drama, he said, grinning. They should put you in here. He calmly paged a nurse, and when she got to the room, he said, nurse, she's causing a disturbance. It was absolutely maddening. I was tearing my hair out, trying to think of a way to get this man out of my daughter's hospital room and out of her life for good. Just calm down, mama, Brittany said, looking at Sam for his approval. I just can't.
1: Which 50 and 50 is this? Because there were two.
0: The second.
1: Okay. Because there's been more developments around this that this was something that was orchestrated with the LAPD, like allegedly with UCLA Medical. So is this is this all Sam? Is this, she get her in this conservatorship? What, like, you know, I mean, we know that there were two 5150s, and 50s. And the second one was the one that did it. So who's behind it? I was under the impression it was
0: the man who shall not be named. I don't know, Grant. I really don't know what to believe. It's crazy. I don't
1: know what to believe because I view Jamie as the one personally, in my opinion, I believe him is the, kind of the mastermind behind all
0: Of course. So, so does this mean uh, that she's bad as well? Like, I don't know what to believe. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is I mean, why- but Brittany, she, could, she
1: could have been lied to. She said she called him in that excerpt. I mean, he could have been like, oh yeah, I don't know what's going on. Knowing very yeah. well what's going on.
0: I mean, the truth always comes out. I feel like when people stop looking at you as a human, and they start looking at you as just like a product or something to make money off of, It just dehumanizes that person. I feel like that's what, sadly, this has come to. As we saw in the documentary, the lawyer has said no conservatorship has ever, there's never been a conservatorship like this that's ever taken place, ever. Yeah,
1: that awful lawyer returned on her after that, yeah, Vivian.
0: It's called a hybrid business model is what the conclusion came like in the middle of the court sessions to deem this successful yeah. uh,
1: a hybrid business model and someone who's a high functioning conservatee complete oxymorons they, yeah. they, it's, <laughs> you can't it's like saying that someone's a high functioning comatose patient like what yeah you know like there's just no way there's like but the thing is this has been brought before judges like it's, it's very obvious. I don't know what's in Sabrina's medical file, but the, what you just said and what I just said, I mean, it, they just contradict each other. So where is the rationality here? So I think that, you know, that judge, she better realize well, what's, what's in these documents that the world really is watching. And you can be one or two types of people. Which one do you want to be?
0: Yeah, and the, that report that Grant is uh, alluding to is that report that the lawyer originally wanted to, see and that he's the reason that you know they denied him basically representing britney because of what was in this file and no i think it's
1: unconstitutional said... by the way i think that's a, a violation of human rights and how is that
0: possible how can you say you are not going to represent this person like is that how the hell is that up to you disgusting it's crazy And it's all because of what was in this medical report that no one is allowed to see that proves that she's unfit and that she's a harm to herself and her kids and everything. But no one is allowed to see this report. It's crazy.
1: It was the perfect storm of events. And and they said at the top of this whole documentary, if this was a man, this would have never flown. This would have never gotten to the point that we're at now.
0: How crazy was Michael Jackson? Yeah. Like at one point he held his baby.
1: Shia LaBeouf, Kanye West, who ran for president. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It started out with the paparazzi hounding her as we see in the documentary. And the, don't even get me started on the paparazzi guy who was trying to act like he really cared about her. And then when they were like, Why didn't you leave her alone? Oh, she never gave us any indication that she wanted us to leave her alone. And then the reporter Why? says, What about when she said leave me alone? Well, she would say that and we would, you know, back off a little yeah, bit. Yeah.
1: That like- gives great insight into the monster of the machine. Like it just it shows you like. Oh yeah, like we didn't we didn't know, but yeah, they knew how to cash the check that came in though. So that was like I, I, as as lousy as that guy is. That was one of the best bites they had because it showed exactly how they viewed
0: this woman. Exactly, when she attacked him, he said that night was a great night. It was a money maker night. It wasn't a good night for her, but it was a great night for all of us. It was payday. And now, like the boyfriend, he can't even keep it inside. Like even even Sam is speaking out, and you know, Sam has. Never said never. anything. He's no. never said anything. He called Jamie a dick.
1: I've seen him out when I just like, oh, what I would do. Just to like go through his phone and just see like what the what's really going on. I don't know this for a fact, but this has been said multiple times through multiple sources that Jamie dictates who she sees and who has access to the property. Mm-hmm. So he can just say, call up the gate and be like, see this guy in his license plate? Don't let him She's in. A, yeah, don't let him in. So don't I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I've been upset about this for two and a half years. Yeah. And I'm, it's now, I can just see the money pouring out. With She's paying for all these lawyers, no matter what side they're on. It, that's and,
0: crazy to me too. I don't, how yeah. is that allowed?
1: How, how is that allowed? So like, I just, I, I don't know. Everyone's paid to keep this going. And she can't say a word about it. She don't want to pay any of these lawyers. She wanted to pay one lawyer and she couldn't hire him. So, I, I mean, I don't know. God bless this woman. God bless her. I don't know how she gets out of bed. And and she can't see her kids.
0: Going down and looking back, everything that the society put her through, all the stuff that we did to contribute, buying the magazines on the shelf, watching these interviews. Like I was appalled back in the day, but now when you put it all into perspective and you have the wokeness of it all it really is disgusting i thought it was disgusting back in the day when mount Lauer was badgering her until she cried who wouldn't who wouldn't look at that interview and go you're disgusting but no it took 10 years for all of us to collectively come to the senses wow this guy really is a piece of shit and if you really want to start telling the truth it's not just in. It's not just Justin Timberlake who launched his career off of Britney's uh, Never downfall. Liked him, by the way. Every oh yeah, I know you have always said fuck Justin Timberlake, and that's <laughs> just for the record. Okay. Um, but honestly, there was so many pop stars that benefited on talking shit about Britney Spears. Even Christina Aguilera uh, threw gasoline on the flame for the rivalry, so she could sell hits. Pink did it. Everyone yeah. talks shit about Britney Spears. At that time, because she was better than all of them, selling more than all of them, and no one could touch her. In the only she way, she was they- the competition. She Let me really just say was. It,
1: she created that whole part of Jive Records of as she was the first signed single female pop artist. Exactly in a man's world, and she shaped her whole vi- career. And this isn't just me saying it. She, they had the executive, the marketing executive for Jive, who's there posing more pictures with her on the set of Baby One More Time, saying. Britney created her own image at 17, 18, 19 years old. And it was a smashing success. So this is a woman who's capable.
0: I know. And it's so beautiful to see it on the documentary. Like that's why I highly recommend go see it. Go see why we fell in love with Britney Spears from the beginning. Just a genius. The bad mother thing really pissed me off because everyone was so concerned with the picture of her with the baby in the, in the, front seat of her and on her lap she did say though she's like yeah you guys saw that picture but what you don't see is all the paparazzi people surrounding my car banging on the window making my child cry i just wanted to comfort him so what i picked him up for a quick what, what second
1: we should do. maybe not put the car in drive but i mean like yeah, yeah. i get it
0: no i mean i'm not defending you her for your... that
1: really because i mean it is what it is but i can understand the circumstances i can have compassion yeah, for the situation at hand. A big takeaway of this is Justin and Britney, and that's kind of what's headline-catching. And the documentary is not about Justin Timberlake. Like, yes, that should be addressed. Janet Jackson, yes, that should be addressed. But we need to be talking about the conservatorship here and the complete disregard for this woman's rights. It's not about Britney and Justin. And yeah. that is, unfortunately, like, the biggest, like... Us weekly takeaway of all this, which I know me, they're tra- once again is gross. <laughs>
0: I'm like, like, we're deflecting here we again. Go. We're deflecting. We're yep. deflecting. Don't no, get I'm me sorry. wrong. I don't
1: mean to yell at your listeners. I, I respect all of y'all. I'm just very upset about the story. No, very I get it. I get it. Story. And you
0: know what? Don't get me wrong. I love the Justin hate party because he deserves it. He's a POS. Um, but you know what? The cause is. Brittany. I don't know if it's a direct quote from Britney, but there is a reply to the documentary from her camp that says, "Hopeful she will be finally freed from the vice grip of her father, her vice-like grip of her father, and is working on her own version of her tale." Now, Page Six reported that uh, a couple days ago. I don't know. Like, I'm even shocked that it came out that she watched the documentary.
1: Yeah. Um, I really do hope though that. This, she sees that this piece was not a hit piece. It wasn't even a hit piece on her father. It was not a hit piece on the family. Facts anything. Only. It was, yeah, it was factually And people really genuinely, like the same conversation we're having, like questioning the legitimacy of all this in her favor. So, Brittany, please give people a shot and just know that, like, you know, you can, there are some people out there that believe you.
0: I think there's a lot of people out there that believe her, and I think people too are late
1: just... though, too late for a lot of these people, and I have to call out, and I did it on social media, where the hell is Lady Gaga who's supposed to be all for every type of you know platform, and you know very much you know someone who speaks out this is the time this is, would be the week. this would be the week if somebody wanted us to send yeah, out a why quick hasn't tweet.
0: Gaga said anything? She's one of the biggest freaking pop stars right now. A tweet would be nice
1: what people need just one last point I'll make is. Britney, this is out there because Britney is Britney Spears, she's a celebrity, but she's not the first person to be stuck in this position. And especially in the state of California, these conservatorships are very dangerous, and you cannot get out of them. And and we've learned this. And it's a bigger issue than Britney, and I just think that people should be aware, when we throw around these terms, what that really means.
0: Oh, God. Obviously, if you're listening to this on uh, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, we've been talking about this for a while. So if you want the full version, it is available on Patreon. You can see us. It's fabulous. It's new. Bear with me. So uh, if you want to be a patron, it's highly, highly appreciated. If not, subscribe to the podcast. Click the link in the bio. So anyways, let's move on to the Bravo breakdown. Uh, Just shed a little bit of lightness in here. You know, we've been talking about Britney and... And, and now yeah. I want to move on to mm. uh, the trashy distraction that we call reality TV. What did you think about the Salt Lake City Reunion grants? Well, um, it almost felt like a, like a full reset of the show.
1: Uh, we're seeing Lisa Barlow be this, like, th- I don't want to call her a head bridge in charge because, like, I don't really like this version of Lisa. Um, but she's sitting there being quite bossy. And, like, yeah, I'm going to answer the question now. Play the clip.
0: Go to the clip. Like, what are I'm, you, Jill uh, Zarin 2.0? Like, Roll the coin, yeah.
1: rewind the tape. Someone got Yeah, someone got an ego with 12 episodes. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and Meredith Marks. I mean, I, I just can never figure her out. The look, the whole thing, the the brooks of it all. Um, I don't know. Uh, whatever. But I mean, you know, all. Heather is aggressive at this reunion, and you know I. I am a Heather fan, but I mean, you know, she's being a little aggressive, but they're all, you know, my grandmother said for years, they're paid to be bitches. They know what they're Mm -hmm. there to do and they're all there and this is what pisses me off. This is Housewives in general. They are there to compete for a network contract and they've got their executive producer, Andy, in front of them. It's almost like a race. Like who's going to go the longest?
0: You're, oh, you always speak the truth, Grant. That's why he's here, y'all. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because he's right. Heather is a fan favorite and we've loved her, but it's like she took a pill and just came out swinging. Like I know you're supposed to turn it up for the reunion, but I'm like it's too much it's fake. I love that Lisa is being faithful to Jen Shaw because here's the thing about Jen Shaw: she's batshit crazy. She's insane But she's doing her job As a housewife She's bringing the controversy yeah. She's bringing the drama Who cares if she got drunken Through the cup And is projecting That is a great season Of Housewives Seems like someone Sat down each one of
1: these With each one of these women Like a producer And said Who's gonna be on Versus who So you're gonna be Really aggressive Yeah Lisa And in Mary We want you To carry that Jen storyline through But you and Whitney Are gonna kind of like See eye to eye I'm not saying This actually happened yeah. But it seems very formulation to me because you're seeing like these like
0: hard loyalty lines yeah and then they're not loyal all of a sudden it's weird the the crazy thing about lisa is that she was barking the entire time like she was right when in reality girl why don't you just own up to the fact that you were freaking dismissive to heather and we could move on and you could still be an hbic you know who brought it for me mary Mary was cracking me up the way she was telling Jen wow. Shaw to shut up. I even Jen Shaw started yeah. laughing
1: at one point. Yeah. Like, well oh. Mary has a lot of time to make up for. They gave that woman no airtime. Oh I mean, I heard God. I heard that she was brought on as a friend of, and then they, like, scaled her up. I don't know if that's true. But, like, Mary was like, we didn't even see her for, like, the last half of the season, so she has to fight for airtime because she has so little, and friggin' Jen swallowed it all up. She so, did swallow it all up. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, coming out of this season, still liking Heather, no problem with Heather, really liking Whitney, gravitating towards Whitney. And there's something about Whitney and um, Heather oh, love and Whitney. their dynamic... I, I'm here for it. I thought Wendy was going to be another pretty face. And I was like, I don't know why she's here. But no, she's holding her own. Oh, she's and holding I, her own. Definitely. I like Lisa, but only to laugh at.
0: <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> I like Lisa too, but I'm like, I'm glad it's an ensemble show. Like, girl, I can't listen to you talk for an hour. And no. you tell him, Andy, that, oh, we're not going to move on. I'm like, girl, you better be careful. You know how that queen gets when he gets mad. So don't oh, get his-
1: girl. That that Vegas trip was so boring to me. I mean, it just didn't have anything that a housewife trip should have, in my opinion. I'm trying to
0: act like it was the most traumatic trip in the world. I'm like, Please. have you never had a messy ass dinner where one of your friends leaves drunk. I'm like, that's like in Vegas of all places. (laughs) Like, honestly, and you
1: know, Vegas, I know, you know, Vegas,
0: honestly, (laughs) like I'm from Vegas. So like Vegas goes everywhere I go. So I'm just like saying every dinner that I go to someone's going to get (laughs) wasted and walk out drunk and offended. So it's like, do you guys not have any real friends? Cause this is what friendship really is. I think they do this, Grant, because back in the days when these huge fights would happen, like on RHOA or on Roni, they would just be like, oh my God, this is what sells when these women are going crazy. So it's like, we have to do this now. But it's like, those fights that happened back in the day could never happen now. They don't even fight to that degree anymore. Back in the day, those cast members used to choke each other out when the cameras weren't on.
1: (laughs) The problem is they're always trying to outdo themselves and one-up themselves. And you can Uh, see that that's what what choked the life out of Real Housewives of Orange County. Fact. I mean, when they had Kelly Dodd sitting there on the floor at that sushi restaurant calling Shannon the C-word, that was when that show took a turn and it was like, now this is what the show is about. And you know they've all really tried to do that, and it's it's to the detriment of the show. It yeah. ruined OC. And you know this show, what I loved, what I was going to pipe in earlier, saying when when uh oh god, Lisa and um Meredith were in, when they were in the car with Whitney driving to go to the race car track, and Whitney in her confessional was like, "It's dead silent. Like I don't want to say to them. I don't want to be with them." how many people can relate to being with like two close friends and then being the third wheel and be like, this is so awkward. How am I stuck in this position right now? Like that (laughs) I enjoyed so much because that was like real life awkward crap where like that, I just thought it was great. That I enjoyed because we've all been there.
0: I like Whitney, but more for, just how she is like not one. I mean, she knows she's going to, she's going to go for it. She's, it would be really easy for someone like Jen Shaw to run over or Whitney, but Whitney's like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Like that's not going to happen. And you're not going to project and I'm going to call you out. And that has nothing to do with me. That's your marriage. So I thought they all did a really good job. Um, We'll see what happens uh, with uh, episode two and three, because there's three parts, which is crazy for a season one.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm down for it. I mean, I got this far, you know, I mean, I, however, I will say, I think two parts is the sweet spot. That's all they needed for OC. And I think like, that's enough.
0: Did you see me in part two?
1: I did. I told that. in the mix. In the in
0: mix. In the mix. In the mix. In the mix with the terribleness. Oh my god! So um, basically, the entire Salt Lake reunion was based on a season of everybody being overserved. And speaking of overserved, I guess people were overserved at E Network because they just gave Lisa Vanderpump a show.
1: I didn't know we were talking
0: Vanderpump. Oh <laughs> lord! I'm back. I'm back to my Jamie Spears rage. Oh my God. So LVP has a new show. It's called Overserved with Lisa Vanderpump, and she turning the knob up on her British accent because it's extra British. Either it's extra oh. British, or I just haven't seen Lisa Vanderpump in a really long time. But basically, it's a ripoff of Chloe's uh, Cocktails with Chloe. Yes how many times can we freaking do this
1: games you know it's like more games like when is that trope gonna end you know i mean it's just it's just been done to death like you know gwyneth paltrow playing like you know a flip cup with jimmy fallon like oh come on it looks terrible so this is gonna have like vander no this is gonna have rose pong i mean you know uh, you know count me out i mean E, they're, they're, I don't know if this is the last of their development. I said this on my own podcast because I, they just have nothing. And I feel like they're cycling out what's left in the development yeah. kind of pipeline. And I mean, it says a lot that she's going to Ian, e not Bravo, but also at the same time, it doesn't because all these networks are kind of like melding together and they're all kind of all going to share content allegedly. Um, but why? E, well, E's and no, probably not Bravo. like.
0: Now that Kardashians are leaving E, we we really don't have anything. So we might as well try to bring some of that Bravo followers over to E because everybody knows that the only reason people watch E is for freaking the Kardashians and that's over. So so that's our second uh, nomination for most terrible Uh, Lisa Vanderpump because she can't just seem to let the mouse go.
1: Yeah, put her (laughs) right on the list. Yeah, put her right on the list.
0: My last topic for Bravo is Southern Charmed. I guess it's over. Thank God it was painful. I didn't even watch it. But I did end up watching this reunion that was kind of taking over all the Bravo accounts and all the Bravo airtime. So I had to, had to, had to dive in. And uh, make sure that you are joining the Patreon because Grant is yawning and it's amazing you have to see it in person. <laughs> I haven't <always> slept <laughs> in four days. It was Craig on cocaine? It got yeah. really dark but it was basically Craig yeah. badgering Madison over something that had nothing to do with him. He was just there to call her out and slut shame her and call her all sorts of horrors. It's slowly dipping into mainstream and they're saying that Madison was texting with A-Rod and then Danny went on Kate Casey's podcast and was like, it was A-Rod! So like, I, I really don't know. I really don't care. And I'm going to go with Team JLo on this because she's probably like, I'm too fucking rich and busy to care about who the fuck is Madison? She's probably yeah, exactly. saying, who the fuck is Madison? And Madison, you guys, love her, beautiful and like a star, but let's not take away the fact that she totally used Austin to get on this show. So she's terrible. Basically the entire cast of Southern Charm is, ca- is terrible. So let's go. We've we've come to that part of the show where we have to name the person who is the most terrible of the week. We talked about the Britney Spears documentary and all the terrible people in that. Diane Sawyer, Justin Timberlake, Sam Lufty, Jamie Spears. Lots of terrible people there. That's some real life shit. (laughs) Yeah. It's out there now. There's too much to go back. We're in too deep. It's going to have to be addressed. And like Grant said, the truth will come out. So that leaves us with... Salt Lake City, some of the cast members from that. I'm voting, I'm nominating Heather Gay for being a little too strong. I'm nominating Lisa Barlow for not taking any accountability that she dissed Heather. And I'm nominating Lisa Vanderpump.
1: I'm nominating Jen Shaw, just for myself. Like, <laughs> I, I, I Just because I, I have suffered through this season trying to keep up with her and the fakery <laughs> of it all.
0: Meredith kind of pissed me off too because I felt like that whole thing with the vagina gate and Jen Shaw like come on like i think that was a little too it was too much like brooks get out of here get out of here brooks <laughs> like go to blockbuster or hot topic wherever you said you were going to go because you didn't want who wants to the hang out with eye. who wants to hang out with his mom and her friends anyway like you shouldn't even be there you're hanging out there because there's a camera and that's what you get for hanging out with them you saw Jenshaw's vagina get out of here i don't think that was that big of a deal so grant who's your official um, most terrible person of the week.
1: Oh, I, I don't want to be too predictable, but Vivian Thor, uh, Thorine, she spoke oh, in the really? documentary, and she chose was the one I believe that said like she's never seen anyone get out of a conservatorship. Yeah, I and remember then the text comes up on the screen. It says Vivian has switched has since you know uh, gotten back into the the uh like the, like the case and is now representing jamie and i i said out loud to myself i said just what a traitor you're gonna go on here and you're gonna talk about this stuff you know you're gonna make an appearance in the documentary and then you're gonna make switch money. like a turncoat and get and uh, back to back that man back that in my opinion that horrible man who is drunk with power as sam Iskari said i mean i I can, only bel- I can only imagine what Sam knows that we don't, but that to me speaks to the character of a real, rotten, terrible scum lawyer. And uh, so to me, I think that she is just terrible. But again, she's on a, a very large boat full of terrible people, but I want to call her out.
0: I agree. You know what? I was going to go with the Bravo world, but after you said that, how can I even talk about anything as freaking... You know petty as bravo like i think i want to go with her too she should be the most all right so she's vivian. the most terrible of the week what's her name
1: uh, we
0: are awarding <laughs> you uh
1: jamie spears attorney vivian
0: thorine there we go you are most terrible vivian um vivian is in the documentary you will see her vivian is our most terrible of the week i want to thank my Guest, Grant Rance from uh, Hollywood Talk. Uh, Grant, what do you want to promote today? Like, I know you've been busy. You moved to New York. There's a lot happening over there. Tell the people Uh. what you do. Well, I am exhausted. I mean, I'm just so tired. Um, I, is Grants
1: Rants Hollywood Talk? I actually did it on a 20 Minutes, a reactionary episode. Wendy Williams, the documentary in the movie, Framing Britney Spears. I talk about that as well. The OC reunion, and then a few other tchotchke things in between. So check that out if you want. It's 20 Minutes. You can find out all all major podcasting platforms, YouTube and my Instagram. It's at, it's Grants
0: Rants. Yes, Grants Rants. One of the true professionals, Honestly, like the reason I even am what I am when it comes to podcasting, it all because I modeled Grant. Like he was one of the first people that I worked with and just one of the best in the freaking business. I highly respect this guy. And you know, I hate everyone because everyone is terrible. There's a lot happening right now. And I want to, I want to thank everyone for just bearing with me. Finally, everything is up and running. Like everything. There's a Patreon. Like, I know I said that a couple episodes ago, but there really is one now. There really is one. You can get a full uncut episode of Everyone is Terrible. From now on, they're going to be fully uncut. You'll see everything. You'll see me yelling at the dog. You'll see me drinking. You'll you'll see everything on I Patreon. I should
1: have done this show shirtless. You could have promoted that. <laughs> Ugh, next <Exactly>. time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly guys if not you can give a little bit money to the podcast monthly that's the link in my bio as well buy some merch it's 15 percent off for the whole month for valentine's day i'm wearing the shirt everyone is terrible you can see it on the patreon i will see you guys next week send me some love in the instagram dms uh vivian is our most terrible and we'll see you guys next week bye who's the most terrible of them all it's hollywood lean